we are set up for success should the the little governments, the little cartels start shutting things down on one where it pours over to the other, we're going to benefit greatly. I, I could benefit a lot from Doe shutting down right now. I obviously do not want that at all, though. I do not think that's a good thing at all. And particularly with the Elon Musk factor with Doge, where there's always a potential that he's going to leverage it because he publicly likes it. That's a huge, huge, huge thing. I mean, we could really, it, it could be overnight where this is, this thing is like competing now on a whole new level. I mean, we're talking beyond cryptocurrencies. We're talking this thing could be running the rails of like Twitter's payment systems and things like that. And that's what really gets me excited. I can't imagine a world where we shut down that opportunity. We're going to fork Doge. Let's call it Dogecoin EV. Doge, Doge Shiva Vision is my proposal. Should it come <laughs> that's down? Right, that's right. <laughs> that's a good one. Adam. Good morning, brother. How are you feeling today? Did you get your pot of coffee in? <laughs> I was telling Jake before I got on the show, I like literally do like my double cappuccino, you know, have the machine pushing this thing out. And literally I, I nerfed it and spilled it everywhere and like in the drawers, just a complete disaster. Uh, but luckily my kid's home sick today. So I yelled and told him to come clean it up. So had the sleep. Hey. <laughs> we are here, you know, we're actually just off of the heels of celebrating the hundredth episode. So today is 101 Dogenal Minos. I Bro, guess. It's all, that's it's awesome, it. man. <laughs> oh. Spun that dad joke in there, just had to get it in. You know, I'm excited to, to host these spaces. We've been doing Dogenal spaces. I think the first one was June of last year when we did it with Very Doge Labs. It's we've been doing this now for seven, eight months and Crazy. It feels like Dogenals is finally, you know, propelling forward in terms of infrastructure development. And now recently they're starting to meet the Dogenal Mac or the Dogecoin Maxis. We discussed that a little bit yesterday, but we'll dive into it. And I've seen a handful of DeFi platforms, you know, OKX has come in and said they're adding support, Win Binance, right? All of the fun stuff. I truly think Dogenals is really, at least from an infrastructure perspective, Starting to compete with eScriptions is number two. Obviously, yeah. on Ethereum, you have smart contracts, so a little bit of a different dynamic, but it's really exciting to see. So I'm really excited to have this conversation. I did invite a lot of the uh, leaders from the space. One thing I've learned is that there are not a lot of English native speakers who are building on Dogenals. Um, seem, that seems to be um, you know, a point of confliction from a handful of the teams. Yep. Um, a handful of people did say they would come in the future. Um, but as you, as we've learned working at emblem, interacting with all these different communities, some of them are heavily internationally influenced and, um, some users are just not comfortable, um, with their English, um, with their, with their English presentation, I should, I should say, but sure. this will be a fun conversation. Um, we'll try to touch everything. Chris, man, uh, GMT brother, how you feeling? Good morning. Good morning having a good day sounds like adam's having a bit of a rough day over there <laughs> for the dogenals crew um man it's just so cool to see a ton of excitement just pop up in an ecosystem really kind of start to blossom and so we love everything the doge community is doing um it's hilarious to see the dogenals crew go head on with the dogecoin maxis i'm sure we're going to talk about that you know, they just have a lot of cool stuff going on. So some, sometimes crypto doesn't have to be so serious. And they, they can still, uh, you know, build some. 
Yeah, Chris, you're rugging, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mute your mic for a second. It might be the internet connection. I do. I did invite uh, one of my favorite Dogenal builders to the space. I've been following for a little time, and it seems like Eight Bit, you've really um, you know taken a leadership role in the community, um, especially with educating um, the users in terms of. Um, how to operate GitHub, you know, some of the capabilities you could do on Dogenals. I've actually learned a lot, dude, just tuning into your streams, man. So I uh, appreciate you for joining us on stage and what you've done with the community so far. Dude, I appreciate you for having me, man. It's an honor and a privilege. And at the end of the day, all I'm trying to do is educate, onboard, entertain people, brother. Let's go. Let's, dude, let's start off with your progress so far, man. Um, for those that aren't familiar with you, you know, you have um, a Dogenal Dogs um, profile picture, which, you know, is in contention of the community. So let's kind of look past that and look into really like who you are, you know, what is Ord Library and like, what are, what are your intentions um, within the Dogenal community in terms of the, the Dogenal show and everything that you're doing? Absolutely, bro. So for me, it was that when I got into Ordinals, there wasn't a lot of educational resources or just anywhere for somebody with no knowledge prior to go to you know, that was unbiased and just a safe place to ask questions. And I kind of started hosting those type of spaces last summer. And that led us into the uh, Bitmap community. And that was where I really learned that community is everything, right? We're going to do community consensus here on Bitcoin. And by learning that, I realized that if I had this Ord library with all these cool resources, I put them in the right hands, dude, we could literally have a blossoming ecosystem. And it's starting to happen. I never thought I really could have done it, but it sparked something. I'm just going to go all in on a jink. Yeah, I really, I'm really excited by it. Uh, from last time we had talked, you'd mentioned you're not, you don't really come from a developer background, but it seems like you've been kind of leaning into, you know, some of the developer focused things. Um, I have here pulled up on the live stream, you know, the dogenals.org library where you go through all these different types of protocols. How does somebody lean into this and kind of uncover? and the different types of technical capabilities of, of Dogenals without having a developer background. So that's where I'm thinking I'm coming in, bro. I really am trying to transcribe the really complexities of um, development or engineering to really put them in the hands of just the normal home or home girl. Uh, shout out to our guy from, I believe, Generate Tord over there on Ordinals. He's doing the same type of thing where it's like you go to their website, and although on the back end, you got the recursion, you know, the folks on the front end don't know about that. They're just having fun and they're inscribing. And I'm trying to do that same type of thing, really. Yeah, so I've here pulled up your, your Ord library. Um, it covers everything from DRC20, DRC420, DMT on Doge, right? Some of these haven't really made it to, you know, mainnet yet, or even, you know, it's kind of early exploration. Um, some of these like DRC420, um, is this something that you are pursuing or are you just putting the information out there um, for others to explore and maybe implement? So I got inspired by a community member. They sent me a GLTF file and I said, well, let me see if I can inscribe it. Let's see if I'll have to inscribe some libraries of code. And to my amazement, it came right through. So for those that don't know, BRC420 is the 3D animated element kind of um, meta protocol, right? So I said to myself, I go, well, why can't we do it here on Doge? You know, it's blowing up there on Bitcoin. Let's do it here on Doge. Yeah, it's really, really cool to see. I mean, Adam and I, we kind of joke all the time about all the different things on Bitcoin, ordinals that'll make it to Dogenals. And 
seems like it's accelerating. Um, there's a few other things I'll, I'll talk about uh, a little bit later. Um, and we'll have to use some of your expertise to see what you're seeing out there. I do want to say hello to Alon Moist, who's the CEO of Bitcoin, I've heard. Maybe now he's going to be the CEO of Dogecoin here shortly. Um, bro, your guys' Ordinal's wallet is was the, the leader in the mint of DBIT, and now you're breaking the chain and bringing the maxis out, man. How do you feel about that? Um, well, uh, it's a very exciting time. I can say that we talked a little bit about it yesterday um, on 8-Bit Space, that it's very bizarre, the reaction of sort of these guys that just kind of popped up like little puppets out of nowhere that want to shut down all the party. And um, we're really proud of of where Doge is at. And obviously, we benefit from operating a service on it. We've had a vision for Doge for a long time. Um, and really, any proof of work UTXO blockchain, we think, can eventually uh, you know, be the chain for doing everything. Um, and I think Doge has a big potential for that. So I'm a little bit surprised and not surprised at the same time uh, uh, at the reaction of the laser-eyed Doge people. Um, <laughs> but I think history is just sort of repeating itself at this point. And uh, everybody should really, um, we, what we really need to do is just increase the velocity and pressure um, and get so far ahead that there's no turning back. That's my advice to everybody, a part of Doge. And um, unlike Bitcoin, BTC, where, you know, the the sort of cartel took over and made the changes and did the things they did, kind of shut down that party. I'm just going to use it, say it that way. Um, we have an opportunity on Doge where it might be a little too late. And um, so I encourage everybody to keep moving forward and doing your thing and build as much as possible, as fast as possible. Do you, do you think from your perspective, um, right, you're somebody who is building on on SV for a while, um, but ultimately you always wanted to build on Bitcoin, so you have some really fundamental knowledge of how UTXO framework work, or is implemented in, along with kind of the business element of it. Do you think that, you know, the, the laser-eyed Doge Maxis have any type of leverage here in this situation of potentially wrecking Doginals? Well, just like BTC, um, you have some guys that have sort of self-appointed themselves as the as the government. They hold the keys to the to the code, you know, in in the sense of like they could make changes um, to the actual protocol. Um, so they're just going to use that as their trump card. And ultimately, they have no uh, nothing to offer the market or customer base. They they hardly even had a feel on like what was happening until just this last week. Uh, so they're just the only thing they know to do. Unfortunately, this is just how it works. And you see this a lot of times in like in politics and government, um, whether it's local or, or federal, it's like the only card they know is to say, well, we got to stop this. This is, this is not safe. Um, you know, and, and start to create that narrative. And then it'll start with really small changes. Like they'll make a very, maybe, uh, in initially a very non-consequential change, um, to the protocol. Uh, to sort of get the ball rolling in that direction and show that they have the power. So I, I, I'm generally a, a very optimistic person. I mean, I had to be uh, building stuff on uh, Bitcoin SV for for three years. Uh, you had to sort of hold this uh, place of optimism above everything else. Um, I, I hope that it doesn't happen. But what we've seen is that um, for whatever reason, these cryptocurrency uh, foundation, uh, let's just call them core developers or core key holders, 
um, they tend to not want to uh, take any responsibility or be accountable for anything until it's time for them to show that they have the keys. Um, it's really what that's about for them for whatever reason. They have uh, a particular urge to uh, exercise their powers um, in the in and in, in mostly in the in in the way of just slowing things down or stopping things or changing things and sort of rugging the protocol, so to speak. So I would say it's a big red flag, and I think that it should be taken seriously. And I and I I really think the cure to that problem is to um, basically have exponentials, like to just try to grow. Uh, the dogeal um, movement as as fast as possible, um, because there could be real consequences to allowing these guys to get any steam whatsoever with that narrative. Um, and there's just a, such a big upside with Dogecoin. Um, you know, uh, whether it's uh, BTC or Doge or BSV or or whatever, there's going to be a blockchain that's going to be able to run uh, the internet essentially, um, whether that's payments, data, et cetera. Um, and Doge has an opportunity to do that. I really believe that. I mean, it's it's it has its problems here and there to uh, support that type of you know scale, but it's uh, it's still sort of in such a uh, uh, like a, a virgin state, so to speak, that it could be moved into the right direction. Um, and what these guys are proposing or, or initially coming out with is definitely not the right direction. So um, just hold strong and and. Uh, I would say that it's a it's as soon as they say it, you know, it, it's it can become very real very quickly. Um, and even if every 99 out of 100 people don't agree with that change, it doesn't mean that these core developers won't just do what they they want to do um, to uh, feel like they're saving the day um, for whatever reason. That's what they feel like will save the day. Well, I was on a space with um, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Patrick, who's one of the core devs, and he, he seemed to think he didn't think there was even a way that it could really be stopped. I mean, he was like to get enough nodes or consensus around it. He felt was just basically impossible. Um, is, do you get that feeling or you, you feel like they could actually do something to turn this off? You know, I would have to do more of an analysis on the actual uh, infrastructure of Doge and like, you know, how much like, where the mine, where is all the mining power, you know, and things like that. Um, which, like right now in real time, I, I don't have like a, enough information to really make a diagnosis. But uh, I would hope that he's right. Um, but in the sense, I actually hope he's wrong. What we really, really need in a perfect world would be that we have coordination to make changes to make the blockchain actually support more traffic, higher throughput more data um, at the same or, or lower fees to be a little bit more stable. So you'd almost hope that they were that they can make these changes and coordinate. Um, but the changes, if there are going to be changes, need to be happening in the opposite direction that they initially announced, saying that, you know, Dogecoin is sick. I mean, this is just <laughs> crazy, bizarre rhetoric. And that they're talking to exchanges. So who's really in charge? Is it the core developers and the keys and the exchanges? Are they the ones really that are going to run the show here? Well, the, the market and the customer base uh, wants to do everything on chain all the time. And what we're going to see in the future is if these guys do want to move uh, stuff off chain, that we're just going to keep working our way down onto whatever blockchain. And eventually the name of the blockchain won't matter. It'll be like, does the blockchain support doing everything you want to do on chain? instantly at a good price 
Um, and if it does do that, then that's where the market's going to go. You know, we just don't want to have to keep going through these cycles and setting ourselves back sometimes two, three years at a time, you know, because there's definitely waves of excitement that you need to push it to actually be a serious movement. And if the market's going down a lot, um, that's going to set us back even further. So we're really trying to avoid these setbacks. We've been in Bitcoin for 10 years. Uh, Do Doge not that long after. So let's just say 10 years. And we're just now getting to this point. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, I've, I've been saying this for a long time and um, a lot of my followers can, can back that up. It, it's, it's ridiculous that 10 years of Bitcoin and we're just now doing ordinals and then we're still having the same problems we had five years ago. Okay, well, that means we just got bad leadership, guys. And you know what? Even worse, it's, it's our fault because we're allowing these people to take these positions of power. We just like, we accept that. It's, it's up to us to not accept those people and to have appoint good leadership. And uh, I will say the thing that is different now in this ecosystem is that markets um, with real businesses like Ordinal's Wallet and my team, uh, we've taken leadership positions through the proof of work, you know, concept of building good businesses that people like and use. So we're having a more uh, competitive uh, leadership environment within these uh, blockchains. That I think is the, 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 the more optimistic or like the nicer thing of this environment. Now, it wasn't really existing as much in the past. So we have opportunity to sort of uh, uh, work in the direction of like, who's really putting themselves out there and risking their lives. And, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I, I don't, I, you know, we're, I'm putting the pride of my life into these things. Um, you know, we should trust more people like that, whether it's not me, that's fine. If, if you have somebody else you'd like to uh, sort of, you know, take your backing on, but we don't want to take backing on people who are actively moving this thing forward, but yet claiming their control. So I have here pulled up on the live stream uh, a tweet from Little Shy. If you don't know who that is, he's one of the original Dogecoin NFT pioneers. He minted some of the earliest uh, NFTs on Doge Party back in 2014. He's been on the show many times. He said, Dogecoin started as a joke. Now many see it as a currency and want to treat it as such. I find that funny. They want to wrestle for control and do what's best, all while forgetting it's a joke. Your motive is showing. I found that tweet to be kind to be really interesting about how the narratives flow. At the end of the day, it always comes down to on every UTXO chain, spam. I don't know why we've got we went through this with with ordinals, we went through it with counterparty, we've gone through it with Bitcoin stamps, and now it's making its way down to. Well, I can, I can promise you this, Jake. You will never get this argument on the Bell's Coin blockchain. <laughs> the Bitcoin blockchain is the stupidest and will always remain the joke blockchain, the most ridiculous blockchain of all time. So spam away, my friend. Until we get Bell's Maxis. Until we to, get the Bell's Maxis. <laughs> you know, it's so two things I want to say. And, and uh, so here, Elon Musk tweeted, it looks like almost three years ago, ideally Doge speeds up block time 10x, increase the block size by 10x, yes. drops the feet 100x, and then it winds hands down. Uh, Josh, I wanted to ask you about this because I've seen you post some very thoughtful uh, tweets and like kind of long form about this. What would happen if the block size was increased on Doge? Well, I mean, really, it's we're getting to a point right now where it would be a great time to experiment with that because you have more transactions in the chain can handle, right? So there's some adjustments that can be made to just be able to accept more transactions. What, ha what happens when you have a block size restriction is it's just price control. 
So what you really see today, and, and really I saw it starting yesterday, getting pretty serious where services were changing their fee defaults to like higher than market. So, and it creates like a bidding war for your fees. And some people want to take the stance that that's, that's a good thing. Um, it's securing the network, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, if we increase the block size or the, let's just call it, I, the block size has such a bad stigma. So I've been trying my best to kind of like reword that to like, if we can increase the amount of traffic or throughput on the blockchain, technically, and we're seeing 100x growth, we, we increase the throughput 100x, we see 100x growth, we have the same net fees for the for the market for the miners. So it's a pretty simple math thing. And I, and and uh, we got a we got an ongoing joke with me and some of my closer friends and and teammates that uh, math is definitely my specialty. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a math guy, but it's the math is simple. And for anyone to understand, I've been working on that in the last few weeks, just trying to like show very simply how uh, really the changes are not that drastic or crazy. And if there's a proof in the market that there's a big push, we have we have customers right now that haven't had been able to move their money for like three days because they just had a fee too low or whatever in the in the thing is congested. And so I think the it's really not that big of a deal. You could you could increase the um, the uh, throughput 50x, you know, and then we get 100x of the of the volume like that we've seen compared to like last year. Let's just use a a, a point in time now. Um, well, then the miners are actually making double. So this is even better. And you still get cheaper fees. The, the savings are passed to the customer and it's encouraging future growth. And you see that there's optimism in the development rather than pessimism, right? Removing and constraining, we have now uh, improving and opening and, and the customers actually realize that there's a, a savings because the fees can be lower. And the services that provide the inscription and minting and transaction services get better margins we could charge less money uh providing a service and even have a better profit margin so it's a win across the board it's pretty straightforward it's pretty simple math um it just um there's always like this traumatic stigma where like people have been overly brainwashed with this btc situation and and how it played out five years ago and and luckily though that's washing away slowly but surely um but I, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to stand right here in front of everyone and say that look, it's not that complicated. It's a quite simple problem to solve. Um, and uh, sure, there might be new problems that arrive when you improve a system. That's how all systems work: software, hardware, um, anything you do in the world uh, will always have a new problem arrive when you uh, go ahead and improve or iterate on something. A new problem will come, but that that's not the reason not to improve. Um, I mean, just imagine we never did that with cars. We would be uh, sitting on horses right now, and that just doesn't make sense. And I think everyone can agree with that. And I'm trying to get better at, uh, over the last three years at breaking things down like I am now in a little more simple format um, where I had been previously a lot more esoteric and big picture, like we're going to run our operating systems on Bitcoin and get all, you know, I got very abstract and, and have this big vision, um, I, though I believe that's true. We will eventually do that. We can break it down to very simple things. We can take take things step by step, just like how I run my business. Um, we break, we we evaluate opportunities, we assign values to them. We uh, then then we can prioritize, and then we break those priorities down into small steps, so that we have uh, incremental improvement on each even each feature or category or whatever. Um, a blockchain is no different than that, um, and uh, I don't understand how we can make changes that go 
backwards or restrain, but that's okay. But we can't make changes that improve and opt and, and optimize the system. That that's that's the the paradox that we've lived in for the last 10 years. And um we're trying to flip the switch on that. I'd also like to make a point to the Bell's comment. Uh, I have a tweet. I'd have to dig it up and maybe I can nest it here in a moment. But um, the reason that I we added Bell's and I found Bell's so interesting is that it's the closest thing to the original Bitcoin um, release, you know, not just like the code or something. But I'm talking about like the concept of it, like getting released into the wild. Anyone can kind of go in there and get involved and mine it and, and so on. And it's a very immature blockchain um, that needs you know, more uh, time and energy to support and have bigger throughput. But it's absolutely a great point to point out that Bells has like, it doesn't have like this, uh, this foundation of these neck beard, laser eyes, whatever you want to call them, um, these, these type of people, this certain stereotype of person, it doesn't really have that. So that's a huge advantage in the long run. Um, should it gain steam or should Doge shut this down? Well, then Bells is going to grow exponentially. So um, we've, I'm t I'm coming from a stance just to make this really clear with everyone to end this little rant is that I've implemented BTC. We have Doge, we have Bells, uh, we have BSV. We know BSV well. We know we those are kind of our things. That's that's our little bucket of things. Um, they're all proof of work uh, UTXO systems. Um, they're all related in some form or manner. We understand the systems. We know how to operate them. Um, we are we are set up for success. Should the uh, the little uh, governments, the little cartels, start shutting things down on one, where it pours over to the other, we're going to benefit greatly. I do not. I, well, I could benefit a lot from Doge shutting down right now. I obviously do not want that at all, though. I do not think that's that's a good thing at all. And uh, particularly with the Elon Musk factor with Doge, where there's always a potential that he's going to leverage it um, because he he's publicly he publicly likes it. Um, that's a huge, huge, huge thing. I mean, we could really, it, it could be overnight where this is, this thing is like competing now on a whole new level. I mean, we're talking beyond cryptocurrencies. We're talking, this thing could be running the rails of like Twitter's payment systems and things like that. And that's what really gets me excited. And I would, I just, I can't imagine a world where we shut down that opportunity. We're going to fork Doge, in case of block height, call it Doge Coin EV. Dogecoin. Doge, Doge, Doge Shiba Vision is my proposal. Should it come that's down? Right, that's, right. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I, I do also want to note. So, Very Doge Labs, who runs the one of the largest marketplaces, came out and said, contrary to pop popular belief, we are convinced Dogecoin is using too large of a block size in comparison to the current traffic. They said this might sound weird, but the buffer is so high that miners are not incentivized. To make the blocks as full as possible. So I just wanted to note that that there are even, you know, leaders in the space who um, are I, at least in the current state uh, opposed to an increase in block size. So um, I think this is a discussion that we'll have to continue for a long time. But we need these open format conversations because um, it's really important. Adam, I do want to ask you um, who's somebody who helped revive Bells. And for those that don't know, Bells Coin was actually created originally by Billy Marcus, who created Dogecoin. It was originally deployed six days, I believe, before Dogecoin, and then it died, and then they revived it. Um, Adam's in conversation, actually, with Dogecoin developers because there's plans to merge mine Bells Coin with Dogecoin. Has the Dogecoin developers you've been in contact with ever brought up Dogenals and their concern about it? Uh, never. Never. No. Um, no. I mean, um, 
you know, I, I wouldn't, of course, share like publicly what we said anyway. Uh, and I, all I can say is they've been tremendously helpful, really, really good guys who care a lot. I think it's, um, you know, this is part of what we saw in ordinals too. Obviously, both sides really, really care, right? And when you get this community of developers who've probably been working for free for years supporting Doge, um, you know, I think it's important we always treat them with respect, right? Um, in the same way what we saw with Counterparty, right? There's no reason to attack these guys. They're doing what they think is best for the network and have knowledge probably that we don't have about, you know, how fragile it may be. And I'm speaking for myself here, but I just know these things, we take them as, oh, they're blockchains, they're robust, but not always, right? And especially when, you know, Dogecoin is, you know, 2013 tech that's been, you know, finagled to kind of keep running, but, you know, these guys work hard to keep this thing running. Like, it's not just like set it and forget it, right? Um, so I think, you know, part of these open conversations we need to have with them are, you know, hey, what are the issues? What's the real problems behind here? You know, where do you see it as like, hey, loading the block space with these, where's the real concern? Like, where's the concern coming from? You know, is it like the Bitcoin maxis? Well, we're worried that people won't be able to transact in Doge. Or no, actually, what we're really concerned about is, you know, block size bloat and, you know, server overload and, you know, hey, I'm running this on my server in my my closet and I'm worried about it. You know, what what are the real issues they're dealing with? I think it's important that we maintain like open conversations with them to kind of understand their their real concerns and, uh, you know, try to move forward as a, as a, you know, as a community. I think that's the best strategy. Yeah, I believe as well. Well, let's get to kind of, you know, moving past the the bloat conversation, but, you know, tangentially related to it. One of the causes um, of it is this mint on something called Debit, which was deployed, I believe, in December, so a few months ago. I have it here pulled up on the screen, uh, Ordinal's wallet. that You can see this is where a lot of the minting's done. This is where I've done some of the minting. Although through the congestion, I have seen a lot of people have spun up nodes to so that they could just start minting it on their own. It's about 76% minted. It has the same metrics as SATs. I think this is the one coin I've seen the community really, really rally behind, which is, you know, really exciting. Uh, Apit, I'd like to ask you, I've seen you, you know, have a lot of commentary on it, talking about nodes and minting. Uh, what are your thoughts on the debit mint and uh, how have you gone about uh, inscribing this thing? Totally, bro. I think that in any market, the people are going to speak the loudest, right? And I think when they were presented with an opportunity to perhaps mint like the sats of Dogecoin, you know, that's what it was being marketed as, they did it and they're doing it right now. It's at 76%, the holder base is kind of organic. And dude, it kind of made the fees rise up dramatically. So, you know, my whole thing is that I want to educate people. I want to give them an unbiased approach and tell them how they're going to deploy, how they're going to mint. And if they miss the mint or they can't mint, where to buy. And I think that's where uh, what really led me to kind of educating folks on running nodes, bro. It puts the power back in your hand. How hard is it to spin up a node? You could do it literally within an hour and then just set it and forget it, bro. Oh, really? Like it's not a huge, not a huge download or anything like that? Not a it's a huge download and I definitely recommend doing it on an SSD, but as far as like technicalities, brother, it's pretty simple. Oh, it's simple. Easy. Okay, cool. And for those who may be interested in scribing on through through their own node, what is the the inscription cost difference between a node and let's say inscribing on Ordinal's Market or or Very Doge Labs or any type of inscription service? 
So it's night and day, brother. It's going to be at your control. So what I was finding was the fee rate that ApeSword actually laid down in the original GitHub was not going to be sufficient. So I pushed it. You know, I pushed it up uh, maybe to double, and it was pushing the transactions through. So in that sense, it's really putting uh, the control into the user's hand, and that's really what I want to do. Uh, no problem. I'm excited to see what happens when this mints out. You know, we've had a handful of tokens attempt to be to claim to be the sats or just large supplies that has large, you know, um, you know, that has an increase in market cap. I have here pulled up doggy market who I actually invited onto the show. They said they couldn't make it today. Hopefully we'll get them in the future. Uh, Dbit's currently sitting at 2,525 holders and $800,000 market cap. And the price has been increasing. It looks like there's $200,000 in total volume and $30,000 in volume. It's about 50% higher than the next, than, than Doji in the 24 hour mark. Some of the other tokens, you know, that were claimed to be sats was Oink, which has 17,000 holders. It's, uh, it's fallen off a little bit. And then one of the OGs, uh, FIWB, fuck it, we bark, has the most holders of any coin at 45,845. I actually remember inscribing that back, and I think it was like May. Oh, wait, why floor price falling? What's happening, Jake? What's happening in my FIWB, man? That's supposed to be the top. Like, what's happened to my community, bro? Right. Why are you guys letting this fall? Well, <laughs> what's it's, happening? It's, it's interesting when you look at the differences, right? So I've here pulled up the, the Doge Labs marketplace, and FIWB, most of the trading happens on the Doge Labs marketplace. You see most of these that are all the top volume um on doge labs marketplace are all like the og tokens whereas a lot of the newer ones where you see here on the 24-hour ticker or trading on doggy market are all the newer coins all the kind of like either community co coins or like project focused tokens which we'll get into here in a second i think it's kind of interesting personally i i think fiwb is still here to say um when you look at kind of the differences between both community or both marketplaces, you've seen retails really pivoted towards retail and creators, I should say, is really pivoted towards doggy market. Undeniable, you can clearly see it. Whereas Doge Labs is really moved towards this kind of B2B model. They're the one that's providing the infrastructure to to OKX. They're providing it to Gate. I'm assuming it's, they'll probably be the ones that provides it to to Binance whenever they hop on board. And They've made it pretty clear that FIWB is going to be integrated into whatever they're doing. Um, and also just, you've seen large buys on FIWB. I mean, I've seen $50,000 purchases multiple times. My wow. guess is that's probably exchanges coming in and buying it. It's the same exact thing that Unisat and, and OKX and Binance did. You come in and buy it, right? Because you need it to market make when you're adding it to a central exchange. Um, they could also be inscribing Debit, right? And it could be that as well. Will we see something like like Unisat's um, swap module where you're rewarded in sats? I think a lot of people are kind of speculating that that'll eventually happen on Dogecoin and on Doginals. But like, what's the platform that's going to do that? What is the token? You know, it's really still kind of open air. Uh, Doji's still hanging around, right? $40 million market cap off of, I think it got up to $110 million at one point. But if you look at all of the BRC20 markets and the derivatives, everything really moves in unison with Ordi. Whenever Ordi moves, everything else really pumps. It's the same thing with, you know, when you look at the inscription markets across the chain, 
whenever Bitcoin pumps, Bitcoin punks pump, then all of the other punks pump as well. Stamp punks, Litecoin punks, et cetera. It's kind of a similar situation here. I think we still have probably a month or two of consolidation before everything really picks back up. You need more infrastructure. I mean, if you're in crypto, you know, if you've been in it for a while, you kind of know the, the market dynamics where it's the price always outruns the infrastructure. And then you get this very heavy volatility downwards. And then during this consolidation period is when the infrastructure comes in and starts improving. And then at some point in the future, the infrastructure then outpaces the value that's existing. And then this is what, then you run it all back again. And uh, we're in that heavy consolidation period. That's, you know, it's that all moves off of Ordi. Um, and the, I guess in this current kind of metric, but one project I found really interesting over time, that's, I think to me, like kind of setting itself apart from all of the other tokens is, is Woofy Swap and uh, the token Woofy. Um, you know, there are some things that I will discuss that, you know, I would say maybe concerning or maybe, you know, up for debate. But one thing that they've done pretty clear, in my opinion, is definitely nailed their strategy and marketing. Like the things that they've said that they were going to do, they've definitely hit. Um, also, they haven't rugged, I guess, which is kind of nice. They also just put a post <laughs> out, right? They also put a post out, oh, it looks like 30 seconds ago, um, that says they're seeking insights for potential pipelines for their launch pad. Again, I'm not affiliated with Vsoft. I actually invited them on to the show. Um, they said that they are focused on building. And once they're, they are, are ready to come out, come back to market, then they will join the show. I believe they're, uh, they're India based developers. So I think there is also somewhat of a language barrier there, but I told them it's somewhat of a right response. If you're early and you just want to continue to build and not put as much focus on the marketing, then in the early stages that can be right. I mean, Adam, how many times have we seen where a project comes out and they market themselves into oblivion and then they don't hit anything that they're marketing and it just completely sure. implodes. For sure. Yep. You, do you, you tried that one, didn't you? You tried. Yeah, I, I actually put a thread out uh, about it, and so this is actually one of the top. Yeah, so th that was a good thread. Yeah, so this is the computer I'm on. It's not where everything is, so it's not connected. But the one thing I I, I put this tweet out after I actually tried it and LP'd it. I put some tokens into the Woofy Doge pair, and honestly, nothing's happened. Um, so it is <laughs> no rewards. You haven't been. You haven't. There's no rewards. They've said that there's trading. There's no way to really verify it. So you know, from the back end, you we have no idea really what's happening there. It could just be some sort of just you know deposit centralized exchange kind of model. Yeah. We really don't know, which is you know the the one concerning thing. Um, but everything else, they they've really hit right. But the, at the end of the day, I'd, I'd said that. You know, they can hit all these marketing markets. They can have all these things go through their launch pad, which is seemed to, which makes sense because you need to generate revenue if you want to have a long-term business model. And having a launch pad is, from what I've learned, especially with our vault pad launch, this is how a lot of teams stay alive is, you know, making or helping projects get to, get to market um, with sharing their credibility through their own launch pad. Um, but at some point, you know, they got to nail it on, on the protocol level before uh, or for the community to get acceptance, but from a, you know, from a value perspective, the, or the Woofy swap has, or the token was hitting like very consistently number one or number two for a little while. I think it has sold off a little bit, but it was up to almost a $4 million market cap. Now it's down to 1.5. Um, 
I don't know if anyone else is on stage has any opinions on MoofySwap or any type of project that they find a little interesting. If you do, raise your hand. I'd love to call on you. Um, but Adam, I'll, I'll ask you this question then. Since our first spaces back in, I think it was June or July with Dogenal's community, all the projects were gaming focused. Yeah. And, uh, and you're versus, right? It was like running- we're actually somewhat critical of it, but oh, have you changed yeah. your mind now seeing that they're that they've they got the attention of the maxis, there's new projects coming to market. Are you still uh you still skeptical of it? Well I'm I'm definitely still skeptical of running back the 21 bull run with metaverses and games. Um because I think what what I learned from that is both of those are extremely, extremely difficult to get and maintain attention like for a game it needs to be an amazing game and we all know that that's darn near impossible one in a million and a metaverse is the same thing like i go in the immersive metaverse on my kids you know meta quest or whatever and like i'm in there for 15 minutes i'm bored i leave right um it's really really difficult those two things and there's the same reason you know the bitmaps didn't really entice me um for that same reason However, the shit coinery, that shit works, bro, period, full stop. Like this is what people are vastly interested in. They are vastly interested in number go up and that can be shit coins or it can be NFTs, right? And so I think both of those, you see this like rich ecosystem is already happening on Dogecoin. And so, you know, I don't think that's going anywhere. Like, cause that is a well-established thing that people want, period, full stop. They, they want it bad. And so here it is, man. I mean, it's it's amazing how quickly um, this has exploded. And, you know, I mean, we've said it again and again. It is, Doge is, other than Bitcoin, and Bitcoin obviously is number one. It's not going anywhere. Everybody knows Bitcoin. Doge is number two, man. I mean, worldwide, it's not Ethereum. Most people know, know Dogecoin ahead of Ethereum. Like, and I'm like- Talking about this from a branding perspective. Just from a branding perspective, like- Kids know Dogecoin. They don't know what the hell Ethereum is, but they know Doge. You know, so I think it has a huge advantage. And I think, you know, you guys are in this space and have taken a position like, uh, you know, it might not happen for you. But if it does happen, uh, it could be amazing. There's no doubt about that. 5.5 million holders, which which is a lot. I, I don't know what Ethereum's holder rate is. But I know some of the smart contract platforms have pretty high degree of holder base, but I think it's quite convincing 5.5 million for a UTXO based uh, chain. That's probably number two. I don't know what Litecoins is, but yep. it's definitely up there. Yep. Um, Ren, what are you thinking? Good morning. I just wanted to add to that. Uh, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, thank you, Chris, for reaching out and inviting me to the space. I appreciate that. Um, but yes, I, I'm very committed to Doge. Um, I've been a Doge holder and supporter for a few years now, but um, I'm just so excited to see the progress that's happening, especially with Dogenals. Um, I've been learning for the last couple months. So I'm I'm new to the whole Dogenal uh, thing. A couple months ago, I rolled up on a space uh, with 8-Bit and <laughs> it's been crazy ever since. I mean, 8-Bit, he's created an amazing resource for you guys. I mean, for everyone just coming new to the space or even uh, people that know some about it. But um, he offers free information for learning. I, he's created the Ordinal uh, Library. 
which is so full of information. I mean, you guys got to check it out. Um, he's tweeting daily and nightly. Um, he's doing spaces. Just he's on a mission to educate everyone that truly wants to learn. So that's where I started with my journey um, in Dogenals and forever grateful. But I've learned so much. And right now I'm just, you know, focusing on accumulating and uh, trying to educate others myself now. Um, while I'm still learning, you know, every day. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to download my node. I'm super excited about that. Um, but most importantly, too, I want to touch on Dotional Dogs and just the love that I have for that project and the positive, fun energy that we have in the Dotional Dogs community is undeniable, contagious. You know, it was created by Bark Meta along with Shebo and Books. Um, it started as a free mint and just under a month. I mean, it's grown to, you know, an amazing uh, 13,400 floor today, over 14.8 million in volume. So anyway, um, I'm just trying to contribute and do my part to the space um, in hopes to increase, you know, awareness and education as well and, and bring the Doge community together and unite everybody for one mission, you know, um, we're, we're more powerful together. So I appreciate you inviting me. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate, appreciate you for, for speaking really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Anyone else who's on stage who, who has any comments, please just raise your hand or if anyone wants to come on stage and give any comments, then you're also more than welcome. Uh, one narrative I've been focusing on and we were kind of touching on already, right. With Luffy swap is this idea of like DeFi on Doge, um, right. With, for DeFi to operate, you need high transaction throughput and right. It seems like Dogecoin could be that it was doing two, 3000, 4,000 transactions per block, which is per minute that that won't make it completely there, but that's definitely better than, than what Bitcoin's pushing. Um, totally. and, and um, there's um, some exciting projects that I've seen, so we'll cover some of them to see um, what's happening, right? Uh, obviously, crypto is this copy pasta method where they'll take successful protocols, they'll just apply to a new blockchain and say, hey, does it stick? Does it not stick? Um, and so one of the first ones that had popped up was actually Dype. If you guys are familiar with Track, they created Pipe, which is like their version of Runes. Uh, this gentleman, Ethan, had created Dype. I got to mint some, and there was a mad rush for it. Uh, he, he does say that there's a marketplace coming soon. Kind of funny, Adam and I were talking about this before. He created the protocol, and there was a fast mint. Um, I think it was like the beginning of December. And two days later, we we reached out to him from Emlevault. We said, hey, if you provide us a, an API, we could get this thing trading on, on OpenSea, and people could trade safely. It was like, yeah, no problem. We'll have it in two days. We're now two months into this. Um, and I think an indexer has finally been created and, uh, you know, you could transfer. So this marketplace is coming next, but it just goes to show that this stuff's tough. And a lot of, a lot of developers don't really understand the undertaking to build something like this. And that's why I give ordinal wallet a lot of prop because they, they've been able to systematize this to a degree to where they can just kind of plug and play different UTXOs within a few clicks of a button. Um, and so, you know, it is really beautiful. Um, pipe, it should be interesting to see. Yeah, there's a few other projects we'll go on, but first I'd like to call on to Helmer. Thanks for uh, calling on me, man. Um, I just have a question for you guys. Like DRC20s right now for like the actual tokens. I was wondering what you guys' favorite DRC20s are right now. Um, 
Doji, I suppose. That's the easiest one to go into. Doji, F5WB, and we did Woofy. Um, I'm not going to shill a bunch, to be honest. We just really talked about that the last 20 minutes or so. Yeah, no, for sure. It's all good. I was actually looking at Dbit. I have a question about Dbit. I don't really know too much about it. Like, I just know that, like, the floor price right now is 400 Doge for, I think, 100 million or 100 billion. Yeah, 100 billion. So I don't know if that's like a good entry price. Like I feel like it is. Well, I think you could still mine it, right? I mean, wouldn't it be? Uh, what do you think, eight bit? Is it just? Is it worth it just to inscribe it yourself? Yeah, totally, brother. Yeah, you could do like a max mint. You could actually loop it with a bulk mint function. Yeah, if you go to Ordinal's wallet, you could go ahead and and inscribe it. There's still about twenty five percent remaining. It'll be cheaper than buying on secondary. Although I think the difference is maybe ten to twenty percent. From buying to inscribing. All right, so I'll just inscribe them. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, what's so up, Ordinal's Kate? wallet? Yep, you go ahead and do it on Ordinal's wallet. They have a great UX. There's literally just a mint button and a slider. It makes it really simple to do. Go ahead, Kay. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you guys for inviting me to this space. Uh, this is actually my first space in Twitter. But I've been a part of um, the crypto community since the last uh, crypto cycle. I've learned a lot throughout the way. And I just wanted to go back to the NFT topic real quick. I think that um, from what we learned last cycle that we should really be looking to NFTs with one utility, I think, is a really important aspect. Um, we already know from like last cycle that a lot of most people can make NFTs that just look cool, like make the art look cool, whatever. But What's, what sets uh, good NFTs aside uh, this cycle, I think, are really, they have to have like that utility aspect, whether it's gaming, um, like there's uh, something I'm into right now called uh, Dojino Pepe's. They have this coin coming up as well, DPEP. So like that's another uh, utility uh, function. And they also have a video game. So like, uh, the, again, the video game. But yeah, I think... We really have to look at utility, community, engagement, and as well as um, if the devs are consistent. So if an NFT meets all those criteria, I think it'll do well this bull run. And um, yeah, that's, that's really what I just wanted to add. Sure. Yeah, thanks for coming up, man. And uh, congrats on making it to the stage for the first time. It takes a lot of courage to do so. It only gets easier from here. So yeah, please feel free to raise your hand and join us anytime. Thank uh, you. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. There was somebody else who had their hand. Yeah, up. I might be moving people up and down because there are a bunch of people who have their hands up to uh, come on stage. Go ahead, uh, NFT Guru. Good day, everyone. So, firstly, I want to thank 8 Beats for everything he does for the Dodging House community, hosting spaces daily. I would love to congratulate him and also encourage him to continue doing it because personally, it has helped me and encouraged me. So, my question here is. I've been seeing a project named Hub. I think they are trying to be the track of Dodgenals. But I think Benny and his team are building the indexing stuff for Dodgenals. So please, what do you guys think about Hub? Thank you. Yeah, I'll take this one. So actually, um, there is, so Track, uh, Emblem has a private or a group DM with, with Track with a close relationship with them. Um, they moved into Dodgenals in December. They're... I don't want to give away too much information on what they're doing, um, but they're definitely committed to it from the conversations that um, we've had with them. 
I did invite their uh, team member, the track team member who's focused solely on dojinals. Um, he, he was one of the internationally based team members who was who, where English was not their native language. Um, but I do recommend following their account. Um, I believe they within the next few months they should be coming out with um, some very some whatever their version of a lot of the dojinal stuff that they're doing. So they're taking a lot of what they're doing on Bitcoin ordinals and then trying to apply it, right? Whether it's bitmap or or just indexing for a lot of these projects. Um, it's obviously really needed. Right before I started um, calling on hands, I was talking, Adam and I were talking about the Dipement where Ethan had created Pipe on Doge. Um, obviously he's a little bit inexperienced and then realized building an indexer for it is not a two day mission, but actually a two month mission. And so with track coming in here, people can go and deploy all these projects and they could just go to them and they'll have that indexer up pretty frictionlessly because it does kill momentum um, when you do not have everything completely lined. Although I, you know, I do say it is very tough to build in this space. It is not an easy feat for managing everything from the technical to the culture to the marketing, et cetera. I'm quite bullish on it. Um, but I again, I I don't know specifically what they want to do, but if they're doing everything if they're taking what they're doing on Bitcoin ordinals and just applying it to Doge, I mean, it's a massive positive. Uh, Art Jedi, I think you had your hand up. I was hiding. How did you see me, Jake? <laughs> What's up? I raised my, I raised my hand and I was like, uh, I don't know, I'm gonna have a pizza, so drop my hand because it's like six p.m. in UK. <laughs> but first of all, congratulations, guys! Hundred one one. Uh, yeah, big deal. It's like six, seven, eight months, even like with three, four days. A week that's consistency and yeah super honored and super i don't know just really grateful to be here and just be in this space listening to you guys you're you're the brain bank you're the geeks that kind of i'm like i'm a geek <laughs> i don't look like one but i definitely am and i have a doctrine in my name prove it for my bank but um i think my contribution to this conversation. I kind of forgot even what I came in. I actually just came in here to congratulate you. But also, um, for anyone who doesn't know me, I am a pioneer in this space. I've been an artist for a very long time. And I think my main and sole mission is to facilitate knowledge. I'm a connoisseur of knowledge. And I, I always have this at the back of my mind fathers and the mothers who can't be online all the time and um like how do i since i'm present i'm here and blockchain it definitely is proof of presence right so like how do i document these this information that i'm constantly receiving by being present and being connected to all of these mega mega amazing intelligent people in this space um, so I've actually, Jake, I don't know, Adam, you guys, I've been kind of transcribing some of your spaces. I've been listening keep keenly for months and months. And, um, yeah, I think I just, I, like, I transcribe and then I kind of pose my own questions. So I'm 
writing about you guys. I don't know, uh-huh. secretly, I guess. <laughs> but the, I, but my, my main thing is every blockchain, we've like, this is the reality of things that artists are the, the gentrifiers of everything. <laughs> so anything that needs a bit of validation kind of goes to artists first. And so I am that bridge. But the com- I understand I have a very scientific background, a very logical mind, but also a very free spirit. So I understand the, the deep end of it, but also have the ability to facilitate that knowledge to a certain extent. And I'm not like I, I am I'm very humbled to also be able to ask questions what I don't understand. So I want like uh, anyone who doesn't know me, for instance, please get in touch. I'm creating a catalog of everything that's happening on Bitcoin, everything that's happening on altcoins for artists, for future generations, for like once we're de- dead and they can come in. If somebody's born today, like what is the future for this? Everything that's happened today, right? That's the longevity is the question. Uh, I, I just came back from a vow of silence for three days, so I'm losing my voice as well. <laughs> but um, I just want to say that, um, yeah, yeah, just congratulations. And I want to mint on belts chains because I want to be a pioneer, even if it's 15 million <laughs> inscriptions beyond. <laughs> but I'm on your side. So please just get in touch and, I don't know, help me help you. I appreciate it. Really, we really appreciate your support, our Jedi, and joining us all the time. And I'm interested to see what type of documentation um, you've been writing down there. Uh, for those who don't know, this is uh, Adam and I and, and Chris, we've been doing this show um, since last year. So yesterday was our 100th episode. So that's what you meant by episode 101. And congratulations. I'm going to call on some hands. I actually just got a DM from an account that said, I deployed a DBIT with the envision of it being the sats on Doge. And so far, my vision has played out beautifully so i don't know if that account's anon or not or if it's the real one but that there's an account that just hopped in the dms and said that so um the vision is being played out uh, we're gonna call on latoshi we'll go to drippy and, and drippy right after good morning good morning uh first of all thank you um to everyone uh for this pray this space uh, we'll bring uh, the opportunity to talk about uh, Doginars and DRC20. Um, I think it's important to do that, to move forward and, and try to build uh, something that can benefit to every Doge and, and Doginars uh, believer. So, yeah, I really appreciate it. And I want uh, to thank to thanks all people uh, present uh, today. Um, and uh, I wanted to introduce uh, 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 my project uh, because today, if we are all here, it's because of uh, one dog, uh, which is uh, Kabozu. Um, this dog inspired the, the birth uh, of uh, Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Uh, that's why I want uh, I wanted uh, to to pay an homage uh, to the to the queen, uh, which is uh, Kabozu. Um, the ticker uh, is uh, Dozu, and the creator of uh, Dogecoin, uh, Billy Marcus uh, himself, uh, agreed uh, to support and hold uh, uh, some uh, Dozu uh, token. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to to pay an homage uh, to this uh, 
Legendary, which is the most legendary dog uh, in crypto. We inspired the, the birth of Dogecoin. We inspired the birth of uh, SHIB because the narrative of SHIB was uh, the Dogecoin killer. So, um, yeah. Um, and yeah, beside the, the crypto, this dog have do a lot of things. It's uh, an inspir inspiration for um, a story for a lot of uh, people. So, yeah, uh, yeah, thank you very much to, to have uh, heard me. And yeah, I hope uh, we can see a uh, lot of uh, space uh, talking about uh, Doginals. Thank Jake, Adam, and Humblembol. Thank you very much. I appreciate you for coming up and raising your hand. Yeah, the DOSU token, D-O-S-U, for those that, that didn't hear, has been actually trending on Doggy Market and seems to, to have some community support. So congratulations on your success thus far. I think it has surpassed over a million dollars in market cap pretty recently. I don't have it in front of me, but if if I remember, I will go to Drippy and then Doge Clowns right after. What's up? Yeah, I kind of just wanted to bring attention to something. So I guess like two weeks ago, I'm, I'm sure we're all pretty familiar with BRC420. About two weeks ago, 8-Bit actually inscribed the GLTF file that I created onto Dogecoin. Probably the first, as far as we know, I mean, if, if I'm wrong, somebody can let me know, but I'm pretty sure it's the first like GLTF file inscribed onto Dogecoin. Can you explain and what that is I, first? Yeah, it's, it's really just a 3D model on-chain. Um, I don't believe it uses recursion i'm not i'm not super technical right that's kind of why i had 8-bit go ahead and do it for me but um i kind of just created it um i was you know he's not here anymore honestly i was gonna ask elon Mo moist if he was considering supporting drc420 on his marketplace after uh we deployed it but but yeah i kind of wanted to bring that up also just kind of see if anybody else has done it and also to see if like we were the first basically uh, you may be. Also, um, I would reach out to to Harry H. Beckery, um, who's the developer at Ordinal's Wallet. He's generally the person to talk to about um, getting support since he's the one that's kind of in the trenches doing it. But it sounds like you're the first if no one has any objections to it. <laughs> yeah, shout out to man. He's been innovating like crazy. Yeah. 70, 72 hours to log objections. Otherwise, it's you. <laughs> it gets certified on chain. Yeah. Sold. I will go to Doge Clowns and then Chris right after. Hello, everybody. My name is DJ Jingles. Thanks for calling on me, Jake. Uh, I have a quick question for Emblem and then back to you, Jake. Emblem, where can we put a clown in the vault? <laughs> Adam, what do you think? We put no, some clowns no vault, no clowns in the vault, no clowns allowed. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Adam, Adam is terrified of clowns. You might have just so scared. So, bro, instant fear, <laughs> shivers up the spine, terrified. Wonderful. Hey, I respect it. Now I have a question for Jake, the man, the myth, the legend. Jake, do you have a lot of friends on Bitcoin Orioles? Yeah, we, we've got a, a lot of friends on chain. Um, yeah, I like to, to network and have a lot of fun, dude. Um, exciting. Uh, also, to answer your first, your last question, for those that are wondering, um, right now, we Emblem has a Dogecoin wallet. If there is any API providers out there who would like to give us Dogenal support, we will literally turn on the Dogenal button tomorrow. Um, I had approached two different providers asking for an API. They did not have it. so. 
if there's anyone out there who has an API that could give us balances of doginals, you'll be able to trade on on Ethereum and take a cross chain as soon as you want. Is when are you gonna bring them over here to Dojo's so that Robins can use them as exit liquidity? <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. Uh, the thing with the ordinals, right? We gotta find the left curvers on ordinals and bring them over. Um, no mid curves on it. We need either right curve or left curve to use them. Left curve is liquidity, the right side as the infrastructure providers so that we can build the liquidity. Are you the mid curve, Doge Clowns? Or what, what side of the curve are you on? I fucking love it, dude. Uh, please, at all of our Dogecoin, or all of our Dogeinal spaces, please come on stage um, so we could ask you as many questions as possible. Yeah, I love the clowns, actually. Not as terrified maybe as Adam is, but um, we, we can we can handle it. See Adam's Adam's wiping his eye over here. He's terrified. <laughs> so I appreciate scary. you, appreciate you, Doge clowns. Uh, what's up, Chris? Yo, man, connection has been rough this week, but uh, we're back. Um, just you know, really love hanging out with the Doge community. It's cool to see it kind of you know really really blow up in a, such a community centric way. Um, we were in eight bit space last night kind of talking and they were like, why would emblem be interested in Doge and what, what can emblem do for something like Doge and why would their Doges like to move across chain? So what do you think about that, Jake? Yeah, actually I've had a few requests for Doginals. Um, it seems like a handful of people want to inscribe Doginal assets and then trade it on Solana. It's everyone's everything is always, Hey, I want to inscribe the asset on this chain and trade on Solana. Um, I think it's also reaching a new type of audience. So if anybody didn't, if anybody wasn't aware, we did a 10K Mbells Mint the, last week, um, which was uh, Mbells. So we used Viva La Vandal as the artist. You inscribed, we created this tool called a Vault Pad, where it's a cross-chain launch pad, where in this instance, we inscribed Bells Coin assets and traded it on Ethereum, and it sold out within five to six hours and then did 250th in volume up until today. Yes, I know if you're listening, we did have some some uh, mistakes that we made on the on the the afterwards, but the demand was there. But the point I'm getting at here was we exposed 2,000 Ethereum, 2,200 Ethereum holders to Bell's coin. A lot of people bought the assets, which they didn't even know what Bell's coin was. And they said, hey, this is awesome, right? Now they're they're now being onboarded into the ecosystem. Uh, we, you know, we become so tribalistic, or you know, we we exist in these kind of echo chambers of our own blockchains. Uh, you know, we forget to realize that a lot of other individuals want exposure to these ecosystems, but they want to purchase these assets and in, in whatever they feel most comfortable with. They want to buy Doginals in Ethereum. They want to buy Doginals right in Solana or buy Doginals with Bitcoin. And they don't want to leave their ecosystem. But if you give them exposure and put it right in front of them, they'll buy it. And then we proved that model on Thursday with 10,000 assets from Bell's Coins. And so from that instance, right, if you're creating these cross-chain experiences, some users, they just want all of their assets in one single place on Ethereum or on Solana or whatever it is. And, you know, 
for for a lot of people, maybe they don't want to do it on Ethereum because of the gas fees or whatever. But when we did this this Mbell's Mint cross chain with Bell's Coin, at minting it on or inscribing on Bell's Coin, having it delivered on Ethereum, I had a bunch of ETH NFT collectors reach out to me, and they were just like, twenty five bucks, dude, I'll buy ten of them, right? Not a big deal. Whereas like on Bell's Coin, people are only minting for free, right, Adam? Like anything that's not a penny, people are not minting it. But taking it over to Ethereum, they're like, yo, 25 bucks, easy. I don't care. This is cool. And now they have Bell's Coin exposure. So we hope to do that with Dogenals and, and bring Dogenals to our vault pad and then have them you know, bring Dogenals to the Ethereum ecosystem. One of our kind of main mottos or thesis is meeting collectors where they are. And so far, it's really been proven correct up until this point. I mean, Emblem Vault's the first NFT and dropability protocols created in 2020. And it, we're still here four years later, live on mainnet. The company Emblem Vault has been around since 2016, right? So it's unheard of, of, of companies existing for eight years in this space, existing four years on mainnet without imploding. There's a product market fit. People want to be met to where they feel most comfortable. And so we'd love to do that with Dogenals. Again, I've, I've asked um, two different marketplaces for an API so that we could add support. They do not have it yet, but the the second they give it to me, or if there's somebody who has an API who's listening here for Dogenals, whether you're a marketplace, inscription service, et cetera, we'll, we will be doing it. We're also, this is maybe a little bit alpha, we're actually talking with an ins, a Dogenals inscription service so that we could bring Dogenals to our vault pad, um, which hopefully we could do through Emblem Markets, which is a chain agnostic marketplace we'll be releasing here in the next few weeks. Um, but also, if you're a Dogenals project and you say, hey, I want to take my collection to Ethereum or I want to take it to Bitcoin collectors, please reach out to us. We're, we're open to it. We love innovation and experimentation. And so there's a lot of capabilities for cross-chain stuff. I know it's a little bit hard to comprehend, but there's a lot of demand for Dogenals. Just some people don't want to go through the UTX of having to download a new wallet, waiting for the mempool. Right, learning how to set up a node if that's the case. They just they want it right in front of them, served up. Um, Adam, I know I, I want to ask Adam's opinion on it because I know he's seen this time and time again across all these different blockchains. What What do you think? Well, I think in a way, you know, uh, with Dogecoin and Bells, it's very similar. People get used to this free mint, right, or this near free mint. So in some ways, you're challenged to get people to pay more. So if you bring it to Ethereum. You know, we were concerned and had a lot of discussions around, well, is the, you know, $25 inscription and mint cost for the vault going to dissuade people? And obviously this didn't because we reached a lot of Ethereum people. So I think you do need to be conscious of that. Um, but you're going to find out real quick, like how much people are willing to pay for these. But certainly meeting them where they are, like I know, myself included, it took me how long to finally get a, a doge like wallet like i just did not man i just didn't want to do it and then i didn't want to bridge my eth to doge like i just wasn't going to do it right so i think meeting people in this way and we've talked about it a lot ethereum solana the people are there they have money bringing it to them in an attractive way i think is uh it's a great way to onboard a lot of people great way yeah really really exciting times what we're doing out here so yeah again we want to take dogenals cross chain Chris, thank you for the for the question as presented very greatly. And uh, we'll continue to educate um, and again, reach out to us for any of that stuff.
I'd like to call on a few more hands. We'll go to, I don't know who had it up first, if it was Breezy or Honey, but we'll start with Breezy. We'll go to Honey and then our Jedi right after. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Um, I'm curious. So if someone purchased a, a Dogenal and they wrapped it to ETH and say this Dogenal project does like a ruined airdrop or, or Dune airdrop, would they still be eligible for airdrops from said project? Yeah, that's actually a great question. I'm glad you asked that. Yes, actually. So if you look through Emblem Vault, I'll use Counterparty for an example. Counterparty was really the big breakout use case for Emblem Vault, where users were vaulting rare Pepe's and Spells of Genesis cards and trading them on ETH. There's a native wallet inside of the vault. So if you open some of these Counterparty or these rare Pepe vaults and look in them, there's literally 10, 20, 30, sometimes 100 assets in these vaults that are generally from airdrops because there is a Counterparty wallet inside of it. So I'll use this again in, in the Dogenal framework. If you, what, what a vault is, is a, uh, it, it's a Dogenal wallet. So it's a Dogecoin wallet inside of an ERC721 token. So the assets actually never leave uh, Dogecoin. What you're doing is you're trading the private keys to that wallet on Ethereum or on Solana or X chain like that. So the asset here, right? If I have the breezy Dogenal asset, and I want to take it to Ethereum. Basically, what I do is I send the breezy Dogenal to, to the Dogecoin wallet inside of the vault. And once I mint it, the private keys to that wallet's then tokenized on Ethereum and trading. But that asset is still inside of a Dogecoin wallet. So it's eligible to receive any type of airdrops that you want uh, moving forward. You can even do... Uh, and so then the only way to, to remove it from the wallet is you basically burn the NFT and then it shows the private keys so then that that vault still exists, but it's non-transferable, but it still exists inside of that wallet. So basically when you unvault it, you you are a see the private keys and then you just go import it into whatever Dogenal wallet that you want. It's simply that's as, as simple as that. I hope it is I hope I explained that correctly. Did that make sense? Yeah, dude, that's awesome to hear. I definitely want to do a little more research on it, but man, I've been waiting on a feature like this for a long time. And I don't know how long you guys have been around, but this is the first I've heard of it. And I uh, appreciate that. Yeah. So Emblem Vault uh, hit mainnet in 2020. Um, it's actually the top NFT interoperability protocol um, sitting around $100 million. And we call it TVV, Total Value Vaulted, which is the play on Total Value Locked. Um, it's done about $200 million in trading volume uh, since 2020. So I think close to 60,000 ETH in volume. Um, that we support things from Namecoin, Bitcoin Ordinal, Stamps, et cetera, blah, 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 down the board. Uh, yeah, shoot me a DM. I'm happy to to talk about it um, and, and walk you through. we got a lot of tutorials and, and et cetera. So yeah, appreciate you for, for asking that. Really, really good question. Uh, what's up, honey? Hey, guys. Uh, good morning here from Colombia. Um, thank you for inviting me. I'm very curious because I'm like a connection like a bridge with the Spanish community you know we are like 600 million uh, people natives talking this language and we have a little bit of exposition or exposure exposition to those um, to those things of course with the Dogenals uh, campaign we learn so much we meet so many interesting people Abit is teaching us so many things to do and it's a good opportunity to bring more knowledge for our spanish community and what you bring into the table it's very important because 
today with the dogs inscriptions issues um, and the the fact that it's so many people saying that it's because the inscriptions and we know it's the future we uh, we really believe it's my opinion that we need to put to push more to this reality more for people in the countries where it's not affordable to pay for a bitcoin for example and it's bringing so much uh, value to people that wants to inscribe wants to um, to, to make the market, wants to, to ask for payment in those uh, cryptocurrency that is easiest. And I think it's a good opportunity to build an ecosystem, a real ecosystem, where the money comes through the value and, and you can exchange this on your own and with no difficulties for the value of the price of the, of the coin by themselves. It's an opportunity for so much people, I guess. 100%. Thank you for letting me share. Yeah, honey, I, I totally agree with you. I'm actually in Costa Rica and, um, you know, it's laughable if we think, uh, you know, Ethereum or Bitcoin, you know, ordinals or NFTs are going to transfer over to the rest of the world and people are going to be spending thousands of dollars on NFTs. It's, it's just, it's never, ever going to happen. Uh, there has to be a, a less expensive alternative um, to get people into crypto and excited about it. And I think that's one of the beauties of Doge and one of the, you know, real, real deep advantages that Doge, Dogecoin has uh, in this fight is the ability to attract, you know, the rest of the world, you know, the other 8 billion, you know, 7 billion people. It, it just has a really, really unique opportunity. So, uh, yeah, totally agree with you there. Yeah, and you know something that is it, it's people, of course, it, it's people interest and speculation. It's people, and, and everybody's allowed. It's okay, but it's too many people that want to use the technology in another way. And and I was experimenting with the Avid in those days, for example, to describe for my father, which is 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 it's uh, passed away, and his are it's a. Uh, it was in my email and it was an experience that I appreciate too much that I have in my heart. I never forget. And this is something that, that make my days today. And it's not just me. I think so much people is coming here for another reasons. And I guess it's a good space to start. It's a very good space because so many people work uh, every day like, okay, I don't need money, but it's not true. Everybody needs money. But what happened is this misconception and this disconnections between the value and the money, it's the problem in this economy. And we have the opportunity today to break these walls, to, to make this happen with not so much pain. And you being in Costa Rica, you know very good, this wall is huge. And this wall, it's against everything, but we have today the opportunity to put to put this work for the people to make this work for the the people in the reality i think it's uh, it's a fortunate that you invite me to this to this space i was like okay maybe i have nothing to share here because i'm not technology woman but i'm learning so much and i'm excited with the future and i think this is the best way to make this happen to the people and, and I don't see another opportunity better than this. I think it's meant to be. And we are in the best moment right now to make this happen. 
I appreciate too much Emblem Belt because this is going to bring so much people to the to the fact that, okay, I want to share this in Solana. I want to do this in Ethereum. And it's something that blow up my mind because it's happening. It's connection between the blockchains and it's what the people want. Nobody wants to be fighting to each other because this uh, blockchain or the other blockchain, it's, it's about the people and what the problems you are solving. It, and it's not for all the blockchains that are gonna happen. Some blockchain gonna work for this and another blockchain gonna work for another thing. And thank God it's this because it's more opportunity for more people to build something amazing. Totally agree with you. I, and I've been, Jake will tell you, I've been pushing hard. Like let's do a 10K from Doge to Solana. Like, I mean, how crazy would that go? Like Solana would like, it would crush. It would completely crush. Um, so yeah, we're, we're completely on the same page. Yeah. We're working on it. We're building, we're building out here and getting these conversations going. It just makes us incredibly even more motivating, um, to see all of the different use cases. Very, very exciting times. I will go to art Jedi, Chris, and then drippy right after. Chris first, then me, please. Okay. What's up, Chris? Hey, sure. Yeah. Just, you know, to, to, uh, piggyback off honey. You know, Emblem understands this more than anyone, that we need to make these applications, these collections, everything accessible to everybody in the entire world. It doesn't need to be gatekept for anyone. And so to really make these transactions seamless and frictionless, we have to, you know, cross borders and we have to really open up to anyone that wants to participate. And so we're working on that every single day, you know, not only on the technology side, but also on the educational side. And so that's why these spaces are so important. Um, and then real quick, we do have Uncle Jay in the audience. We did tell him that we would touch on uh, the Rare Doge directory and, uh, and Doge Party. So let's give that a talk. Um, Uncle Jay, if you want to come up, feel free. If not, that's okay, too. But yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Ooh, that is a good point. Uh, I did bring it up briefly earlier. So for those that don't know, Doge Party um, was the first way to trade NFTs on Dogecoin, actually. Um, it was a fork of Counterparty. If you're not familiar with Counterparty is, it was the also the first way, or maybe, I guess, depending on how you view it, one of the earliest ways to trade NFTs on, on Bitcoin. That's where Rare, where Rare Pepe exists. Doge Party is a little bit, you know, under, I guess, underutilized and overlooked. There is the Rare Doge directory, right? They have their own kind of Rare Pepe similarity. There's actually a pretty large community there. Um, I highly recommend giving it a try. Um, if you've been here for the whole conversation, I had noted uh, something from Little Scheib, who had been creating a lot of Doge Party assets um, in 2014. Also, if you're familiar with Dogfather, who's a regular visitor um, on our or co-host on our show, as well as big in the Bitcoin Ordinals community, that's where his name actually derived from was Doge Party. Um, back in the day, I'm a big collector. If you're a historical NFT collector, if you like token as provenance and you have a high preference for early timestamps, yes, that is a big industry, um, then Doge Party is something you should look for. It, it'll take a little bit more um, technical understanding of how it works. But if you know how Counterparty works, it's almost the same exact thing. And it's actually operated by JDog, who was operating uh, the Counterparty protocol for a little while up until recently. There's a lot, a lot of cool collections on there. I'm a collector of it and uh, highly recommend giving it a try. 
it's a really, really fun time. Adam, what, what's your takeaway or maybe brief explanation of Doge Party, if anything I missed? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the easiest thing is just think of it as counterparty, but for Doge, right? I mean, it's just that 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 simple. Um, and yeah, it's I mean, actually, Doge Party has some of the earliest um, art on blockchain. So it's really, you know, it's kind of a historical NFT little niche that, that few people know about. But, you know, as we gain wider adoption, like this stuff will become more and more important and valuable. So um, you're still very early. If you think about maybe getting into historical NFTs and stuff like that, uh, Doge Party is definitely one of those like hidden gems to check out for sure. And they also have Doge stamps, which is if you like Bitcoin stamps, there's also Dogecoin stamps. It exists, right? It's, it's there. Again, there, it's are, a- there are five of us in the in the <laughs> Telegram. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things. It's hyper niche, right? It's it's one of these. It'll get its day. It's just a little limited. Parts of the internet, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of limited infrastructure. But yeah, it's a fun time, dude. The art on there is incredible, right? It's not, there's no no limit, I guess, per se, on like the kilobyte limit, or maybe it's it's a higher degree. So there's a lot of incredible Dogecoin art. I think like if you know Rare Pepe, Rare Pepe's got to 36 series. I think Doge, I think Rare Doge is over 36 series at this point. So literally thousands of custom Doge artwork on doge party so make sure you give it a try and uh, check it out what's up art jedi or you we're back to you yes thank you uh i had two points now three now uh one was i was very early inscriber last year on the 12th of feb so i have five ordinals inscribed uh, under 64 and 65k but um, I think three of them, two of them were already um, sold on ETH, so I'm gifting them to the collectors. And three of them are one of like one on ones, and I'm kind of seeking out what can I do with them, right? So there's like parent child, and then I don't know what else. Like there's a lot of things that can be done. So just kind of want to put it out there that that's something like I was there in the very, very early stages of Ordinals and I'm good friends with Ordinal, uh, but the founder of Ordinal Bots as well. So I'm going to find a way of putting it out there. Gamma didn't accept me, by the way, Jake and Adam. I submitted my application and they, I don't know what the politics is there, but the fuck them. So I'm going to go somewhere else. And I'm going to put my three inscriptions under 65K as one as one Bitcoin. So I've been an artist for like 20 years. And if people can't respect that, then fuck them, right? Um, but also, um, oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Oh, in your emblem vault, if someone's minted something from ETH, on ETH, basically, could they list it? on bitcoin somehow because obviously gamma doesn't want me so i'm looking for alternate alternatives but just one more thing i want to share and then back to you i was um a featured artist on holograph just four days ago last it, it opened last wednesday and hundred thousand people minted my work I, I put this work, an experimental work called Bull Run. A hundred, more than a hundred thousand people have minted my work. 
or, or more than a hundred thousand mints have been off my work. So there is fucking demand for our Jedi, Jake and Adam. How are you gonna use that? So when it comes to to Bitcoin, uh, Emblem will be deploying on Bitcoin Ordinals first, and then Solana afterwards. Our target is uh, early quarter two um, of 2024. We have a uh, very sophisticated partner, launch partner with that. So um, it is coming. We actually um, are already in the R&D development stages and we'll be begin working on that towards the end of February. So what that means is you could pretty much bring any asset to Bitcoin, whether you want to bring over your CryptoPunk, your Bored Ape, your, your Doginal, right? Your Doginal dogs, whatever it is, if you could bring it over to Ordinals and denominate it in Bitcoin. That seems to be quite attractive for a lot of people for a variety of reasons. But what will be the actual breakout case for it, I think is still kind of largely to be determined. But yeah, we are we are coming. Um, so I'm excited for that. And then in terms of your artwork, hey, you just got to keep experimenting, right? A lot of these artists are um, inscribing on all these different chains. Maybe Bell's Coin, as you mentioned earlier, is the place to be. But just keep, just keep I'd love that. to try that. I'd love to try a hundred thousand people on nine chains, including Ethereum. Like uh, the gas was really atrocious. Even I, like when I tried to make my own fucking work, it was like thirty, thirty dollars or thirty pounds, something like that. And then like two hundred sixty or something have already minted on ETH. So people are crazy. Um, but hundred thousand. More than a hundred thousand of bull run by our Jedi were minted in three days, seventy-two hours, which is really great. So I'd love to, and but I would like to be, and it was a free mint, by the way, so I didn't get anything. <laughs> but I want to, like, even if we can collaborate in something that like I get, like a one dollar or something like that, that would change my life in some ways, or at least sort out my year for, you know. So I would love to collaborate with you guys on some of the new kind of blockchains that are emerging and all of that. So please, please, yeah, let's continue this conversation. Sure. Yeah, just shoot me a DM and uh, we can chat. You're not following me, dick. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake! How dare you? <laughs> Red-handed. Uh, you can't follow everybody. You know, it's it's hard what's to keep up, track. I got you. Know, you. I got you, Jedi. There we go. Uh, what's up, Drippy? Thank you for being patient. Yeah, you're good, Jake. Um, so obviously, like one of like the biggest things with Doge is the community is pretty spread out. Like you have like your standard, you know, Doge to the Moon, Doge holders. You have like obviously Doge Chain, and now we have Dogenals. And I guess what I'm trying to ask is on top of, you know, all the traffic that's on, on the main chain right now and like kind of like in the name of bridging these two communities together, there's been a little bit of talk about, you know, bringing Doginals over to Doge chain in order to like trade them amongst other things. And I guess I was asking if, is that something that Emblem Vault can make happen or is it just bridging to Ethereum and Bitcoin right now? So right, so right now we emblem is deployed on Polygon, BNB, and Ethereum. So yeah, we can do that. I'd have to look into the Doge chain specs. Um, I haven't been following that since it was launched. What was that? Two years ago, maybe or something like that. Are you? Yeah, it was probably three, dude. Honestly, are you an active 
um, participant on Dogecoin? No, I, 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 I hold a bunch of. I hold a bunch of those chain NFTs from way, way, way back, but um, they're definitely still active because uh, they, they, we've been in spaces with them, like the Dogeal Dogs community specifically, kind of just trying to bridge the two communities together, see how we can help each other. And I was kind of just trying to figure out if Emblem Vault can fit into that in some way. Yeah, yeah, we can deploy on any chain. Um, I would need to look at the specs to know if it's. I think it's a smart contract platform. I don't know if it's EVM or its own custom. Um, if you could shoot me a DM with like any of the information about it, I could look into it. But theoretically, yeah, we could deploy on on any chain. The the thing is to keep in mind is that like, and we, Jake and I had a conversation yesterday with with a with someone who's like, when you get into these like obscure chains or whatever, it just of course we can. The question is why why would we and why would you want to do that, right? So it makes sense, like what I was talking a second ago about like, okay, bringing a Doge collection to Solana, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because people are aware of Doge and there are collectors on Solana, right? Or bringing Doge to ETH, that makes sense. Or Doge to Ordinals or Ordinals to Solana, right? But it has to be, it has to make sense, like why people would want to do that, right? Um, either there's liquidity and interested collectors on one side or, you know, or cheap fees or something has to be there that's going to make make it worthwhile like why would would people want to do this right so just keep that in mind when you're thinking about like what what emblem is good for it's like you have to kind of make that connection as to why you'd want to do that if that makes sense yeah it, it definitely makes sense i mean i think a lot of like dogecoin maxis they like I'm, I've, had, I've had a few conversations with them and they, they just stick with dogechain for some reason they hold their old you know, those chain NFTs, I, the real idea on top of obviously, you know, kind of just taking traffic, keeping it on like a doge centered chain while yeah. taking traffic away from the main chain, but also just kind of tapping into that side of the doge community that's not willing to quote unquote hurt doge because that's how they see doge right now is, you know, we're like these, we're, we're putting graffiti on money and, and all that other BS. So, but yeah, I appreciate the take. Um, I'll definitely be any Jake. Yeah, yeah, shoot me a DM. Yeah, it sounds like from from your perspective, uh, the reasoning is scale is like um, to prevent yeah to prevent bloat on the chain and then for scaling, um, right? Almost like kind of like a, a side chain or, a, or kind of layer two pseudo layer two perspective. Um, from from what Adam and I have learned, and this is what Adam was saying, like we've learned that we can deploy on chains, but a lot of times it doesn't get use unless there's something on the other side, the incentive of reward, right? There's incentive of profit. Sometimes it's really just the ideology can translate really well. Um, we've been speaking on this or, or something of innovation that attracts the right crowd. Um, obviously profit-driven motives are by far number one best use case, but there are alternatives they are somewhat largely underexplored because I think the the industry at large of crypto is just highly profit driven. Um, I don't know if it, it'll probably be that way forever, but will that be the primary use case? I don't really know, right? Like the rise of Farcaster is kind of interesting if you're if you've been dabbling around with that, where it's a not it's not profit driven, right? It's more social driven, and so they're trying to explore these. But right as of now, everything is just just needs liquidity on the other side for users to participate. At least when it comes to bridging, right? With like, there's a reason why a lot of people have or still trade on layer ones, right? On Bitcoin or on Ethereum, and they don't bridge to layer twos. 
Yeah. Because there's no liquidity there, right? I think that's kind of like the main idea. Totally. Uh, I am interested though. Yeah. So shoot me DM. Uh, one final question and then we'll wrap this up. Doge Mouse, dude, great name. I'm a massive, <laughs> I'm a massive Dead Mouse fan. So love the name. What up, dog? What up? What up? Let me uh, try to get a little bit of background on what Emblem is. Are you guys uh, like uh, like a protocol that's being implemented on chain to make bridging to other platforms easier, or or what is like the the basis of you guys? Yeah, so so Emblem. Is, so there's three ways to move assets across blockchains. There's things something called Wrapped, right? Like if you're familiar with Wrapped Bitcoin, there's bridges, right? And then there's vaulting. And the the way I could describe this, the most simplistic way is Wrapped is something called custody and mint, where you send your asset to you send Bitcoin to BitGo. They mint a token on the other side that represents that Bitcoin. You have bridges, which are which they use something called lock and mint or burn and mint, where they take the token, they lock it in a smart contract, and mint a new token on the other side, or they burn the token and then mint a new one on the other side. And then you have emblem vault, is which we what we call encrypt and mint, which is this idea of taking the private keys to a wallet and encrypting it and storing it on another chain. So essentially, you're just trading, you know, the seed phrase to that wallet. And so because of this use case, it allows us to, quote unquote, bridge any type of asset from any type of blockchain, right? So you could do proof of stake chains, you could do things from EVN and SVM, but our real leverage we have here is for UTXO based assets. That's why Bitcoin, uh, the Bitcoin community at, at large initially adopted Emblem Vault, which, which deployed to mainnet in 2020 and has about 17,000 holders across all these different blockchains and 60,000 ETH in trading volume is because it's right now the only way to take UTXO-based assets and, and move them across chain, completely on chain. The interactions are all on chain. Um, and so that's that's why Emblem has found adoption there. We could do other things like what Wormhole is doing with, with D-Gods where they do this like idea of, of burn and mint, right? So D-Gods had this announcement with wormhole and what they're doing is every time a d god moves to these different evm chains they're burning the underlying token and minting a new one on the other side emblem believes that the token provenance is one of the most important traits to an asset and also you can't burn a utxo and mint a new utxo on the other side that just cannot happen so we believe that emblem vault has um, an edge in terms of moving assets across blockchains because you're just you could take a private key and move it to any type of chain that you want. That's the, I hope that explanation, um, I hope that that was a good explanation. So you're like, you're like able to do like an import. You're pretty much like encrypting the, like an import into a, another blockchain and then being able to utilize it on that blockchain back and forth, like use, utilizing your protocol. Yes. Yeah. You're basically trading the private keys, but the ass, the underlying asset never moves uh, from the yeah, name. I got you. Yep. Man, that's dope, man. That's dope. No, it's dope as fuck, yeah, bro. It's dope yeah, as so, fuck. So why would you not? So why would you guys not utilize Dogecoin? Like you're saying, like Solana. Bro, Solana. we are. What are you talking about? We're here, bro. Of course, we're gonna utilize Dogecoin, man. Yes. So, so, uh, I thought you were saying that you guys had to like look into it more, and I was like, no, no dude, know. this shit is happening, bro. It's being built as we. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
So here, so so Doge Mouse, let me explain a little bit. So Emblem has had Dogecoin support for since 2021, maybe even 2020 when it first deployed. Um, the way that you move assets then is through metadata and different types of of APIs. So we we've a lot we've been trading Doge Party assets on Emblem Vault since 2021. With Doginals, right, it's um, because there is a use of on-chain indexers, there's no way for us to derive um, the, quote-unquote, the balance or the verify the assets without an API provider or somebody who's you, who's running the indexers. Right now, who the, the people who are running the indexers are the two marketplaces, right, Dog, Doggy Market and, and Doge Labs. And so without using their API, unless we create our own indexer, which is just very cost intensive and time intensive, it takes months to do. We need to use their API so that if you move your Doginal across chain, we can verify that that is ex exactly that Doginal or exactly that DRC20 amount. We've approached both of them and asked for an API. Neither of them have been able to provide API services to us. So we're literally just waiting on that. Once we have the API for Doginals, we could literally spin it up within a day. Does that make sense, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made sense once you first explained it. I just wanted to verify about the the private key and how how you're utilizing it in the protocol. I think it's an excellent idea for sure, my man. Like, well, uh, both of you guys, are like, <clears throat> yeah, dude. So uh, it's only been two years. You guys have already gotten this fucking far. Like, <laughs> I can't I can't imagine in five years where you're at. Oh, well, Emblem, the company's been around for eight years, since 2016. You could go to bitcointalk.org and look at the initial post from 2016. It started on Bitcoin on Counterparty and hit Ethereum mainnet in 2020. Because of the similar situation that we were discussing earlier, the Bitcoin culture decided they didn't want to innovate and were pushing out any all the builders. So Emblem packed up shop and moved over to Ethereum. And so it's been on Ethereum mainnet since September, 2020. I think there's about 60,000 vaults. No, I guess now almost 70,000 vaults, uh, 17,000 holders across uh, on Ethereum for that supports 10 different blockchains and 60,000 Ethan volume. Yeah, so it has a lot of traction primary for NFTs. We could do fungible tokens, but for NFTs, that's been the the big, big breakout case. Yeah, if you have any questions, you just shoot me a DM. Happy, happy to chat about it. And we'll be doing a lot more of these spaces um, as well. So great, great question. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. also uh, another one since you were talking about Ethereum. So descriptions, you guys are already about those too, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah so we, yeah, we uh, the first way. Oh, fuck it, right. The first way, <laughs> first way that ETHscriptions traded was actually through Emblem Vault on OpenSea. Uh, same thing with Bitcoin ordinals, same thing with counterparty, same thing with Bitcoin stamps. The first way they traded all of them was through Emblem Vault on, on OpenSea. So now we're just trying to take that mainstream, that idea for, for different types of use cases. Um, it's very exciting times. We're going to have our own marketplace coming out in the next few weeks or maybe a month or so. And um, I think it'll be easier to understand it once you see it all kind of packaged in one nice marketplace and platform. So yeah, good question, man. Again, shoot me a DM and uh, and we could talk. Last question here, and then we wrap it up. I saw, is it Genesis Block? Uh, what's up, man? Hi, guys. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, bro. Good. So uh, I've been trying for a couple of days now to mint on uh, the, uh, 
they are also talking all these uh, new means and I struggle with uh, Dodge Labs. I don't understand. It keeps synchronizing and I don't find up. Uh, I can't find any of my mints. Uh, I tried Uni Elon and same, I can't find anything. Like these are the two wallets I've been able to uh, find so far. And I checked via the Explorer and I can see in my, my input and output, but nothing really is hitting the wallet. So like all my mints, nothing is coming up. Yeah. So I'm looking to know if there is, you know, a better wallet out there that synchronizes, you know, ASAP and, you know, something. Thank you. Yeah. So, so first is Unilon and, uh, and Doge Labs. Those are two different protocols. I know they're both called DRC20, but they're two different ones. I know it's really annoying. Um, I'd recommend following 8-Bit, who's here on stage with us. He has all the information you need when it comes to Dogenal education. Uh, 8-Bit, what would you recommend uh, Genesis Block here um, to help him with this situation? Uh, my brother, I really want to just kind of guide you toward Ordinal's wallet at this point. And if you're really looking to explore it on your own, head to the ordlibrary.com and just hit the Doge section, my brother. Right there, you can be able to learn how to set up a node. Or if you're willing to take the shot, man, you can learn how to inscribe it. <laughs> no, so, um, if I'm logging, because I cannot hear him. Okay. He, well, what uh, is, yeah, go ahead, Jake. Uh, just go ahead and follow 8-Bit, go to his account, hit the follow button, then go to his website, Ord Library. There's a Doge section, and it has literally everything you need there from uh, if you want to set up your own node and inscribe to the wallet providers to to pretty much everything. So just make sure you give him a follow. All right, great. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. No problem. Well, everybody, we've done almost two hours. Uh, another exciting space. Dude, the dogenal demand is is incredible. We've had an insane amount of live viewers. I saw there was up to almost 150 people here listening at one point in time. Uh, we do want to do these more regular. I think we'll do this in two Thursdays because that'll be closest to the two-year anniversary, or, or one-year anniversary, I should say, my bad, of dogenals. I think it was around February 24th or February 25th, something of that nature. So we'll be back here in two weeks talking dogenals. Hopefully we'll get some of the other leaders on the space. Uh, dude, 8-Bit, appreciate you for coming on. Uh, really enjoy your content. For everyone that needs information, make sure you follow 8-Bit, man. He's the, I, the best educator I've seen so far in terms of learning the ecosystem inside and out. Uh, for those that also aren't aware, uh, Adam, myself, and Chris, we work at Emblem Vault. We discussed this kind of at the end. It's the leading NFT cross-chain protocol in the industry, over $100 million in total value vaulted. We support Do Dogecoin, Bitcoin, Litecoin, et cetera. Please make sure that you give all of us a follow, especially the Emblem Vault account, to stay in tune. We host this show Tuesday through Thursday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, generally runs about 90 minutes or so. We went over today because the conversation was hot. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday again at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time for the Emblem Morning Show. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me, Adam, Chris, or the Emblem Vault account, a DM. We cover everything from all of the inscription markets to collecting to the multi-chain world to just being innovators and being pioneers in the space. Art Jedi, thank you for coming on as always. And everybody who's been here, it's been a lovely and awesome time. And uh, stay safe out there. We will see you back on Tuesday at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. Until then, ta-ta. <laughs>